Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we are joined for the latest episode in our 13 Days of Halloween series by Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hey, guys. All right. So for the uninitiated, uh, every uh, October we do uh, 13 days of films that are in the horror or mystery or thriller genre. We talk about a movie each day leading up to Halloween. And today's movie uh, is one that Garrett picked up, and it's called Peeping Tom. All right, so Peeping Tom, it's a uh, 1960 movie from the UK. One thing, so I, I rewatched this, and it took me two days to get through it, but I finished it yesterday. And one thing that stood out was, cut, you know, watching movies that are quite, they're, they're not in present day. They're, they're made quite a long time ago, uh, even though there's much older movies than Peeping Tom is. Uh, just how different even people and language was at the time. So Peeping Tom, we have uh, in a, what we would imagine that is. And they explain what it is in the movie. And that really stood out to me. And it's uh, the uncontrollable urge to gaze. So it's not just someone from a window looking through another window. It's anyone who's just gazing. And so Peeping Tom is about a young man who is a photographer slash videographer, and he loves recording and uh, photographing stuff. And it starts off with him uh, photographing um, scantily clad women who I would believe are prostitutes. I don't think it's quite laid out that way, but my... We should tell me, how does it it really start out? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. He's recording them. Well, before that. Well, as he's recording them, he kills them. It starts off right away with a kill. Yes, okay. Uh, This is kind of because that's just kind of the pattern. He's recording them and then essentially killing them with the camera. Yeah. And so he kills kills a prostitute at the very beginning. Okay, so it is. All right, I didn't know if they actually were saying like this is a. I just might just be an unsavory type of person because <laughs> it really seems like his kills at least at the beginning of the movie are quite predatory they're very uh vulnerable people and he kind of escalates as the movie goes along but uh yeah he's a, a single man lives on his own but on the floor below him is a nice young woman with a blind mother that uh, she takes a liking to him and they form this really kind of odd relationship. But since he has this uncontrollable urge to gaze and to kill, uh, there are some dire consequences to this relationship. Yeah, so this was um, directed by Michael Powell and he has directed or co-directed some of my favorite films of all time and, and a couple of which a couple of which we've talked about on this podcast um i know where i'm going and matter of life and death mm-hmm. um, he's, one, he's one half of the archers right along with uh Enric Pressburger. Yeah, yeah yeah um um yeah a more different film you could not imagine um is peeping tom it's very different than the other films i've seen that um that he directed um this is much more progressive, and it was very controversial at the time, I understand. Um, and it was actually removed from theaters in the UK because of the controversy. But um, like his other films that he filmed in color, um, it's beautiful to look at. He uses really 
bright, um, saturated color. And even if you're not interested in, in the story, um, I think it's just beautiful to look at. Um, so in that sense, it's, it's very artfully shot and, um, he's just, I think, uh, one of the greatest directors. Um, and like I said, and for its time, I mean, it's still very disturbing today, but for its time, I think it was especially shocking. Um, so it's not a movie that's just about a serial killer. And this is where, this is something that I would expect from Michael Powell. It's, its themes are, are much, much deeper than that because like you said, Garrett, he, he does essentially kill with the camera so that it's, it's reaching for some themes that are um, pretty profound about, you know, how we are as, as viewers and, um, and how the media kind of feeds into our potential addiction for, for, you know, um, sensationalism. Um, so I like that aspect of it. At the same time, it is kind of a, a thrilling and suspenseful serial killer movie. Um, so I, I really, really liked it. And I thought, um, I would highly recommend it. So a lot about this movie for me anyway, is context. So you look at it in the context of the time in which it was released, which is 1960, um, just a few months before psycho. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is, uh, quite lurid and, uh, uh, just, uh, it, it's, I don't know, it's a little bit scandalous, I think. I kept thinking of Psycho when I was watching it, because both movies are, feature. they feature a young, somewhat attractive man who ends up being a murderer. However, I, one difference is between those two movies is Psycho, when we're introduced, and again, you know, imagine you're seeing Psycho for the first time, particularly if you're a 1960 audience member. When you're introduced to Norman Bates, um, you know, he hasn't done anything yet. He, he comes across as a bit of a henpecked son uh, who's maybe a bit lonely. Um, but then, you know, not after maybe his first scene or so, boom, there's a murder. And you're immediately like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is you know, something really bad. Um, from the jump, we are... We, we learned that Mark, who is the um, the main character in this, played by Carl Heinz Bohm, that, I mean, we know from the very first scene um, where he murders a prostitute uh, that he picks up in the street, we know he's a murderer. Because then we see him, uh, you know, he films it, uh, and then he watches it in his dark room at his apartment. So, I mean, both characters, Norman Bates and, and Mark Lewis, are... Again, there are these semi-attractive young men, but we are kind of, we, we are on edge with them the whole time, particularly with this Mark Lewis character in this movie, because we know that he's a murderer. Um, one thing about this movie I kept thinking about when I was watching it, because, because Gary, you talked about the woman that lives under, underneath, uh, uh, this character, Mark Lewis, is how, you know, if, 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 if Mark Lewis was like 50 and 300 pounds, I mean, no one's going to become smitten with him. Like some young woman that lives under, you know, an apartment below him, she's not going to like become enamored with him and want to like, you know, hang out at his apartment. But he's younger. He's, he's somewhat attractive. So she's, you know, she's just all taken in by him. 
I actually found her character, which was played by Anna Massey, who I've never seen her this young before. I've only seen her when she's an old person. But I found her character actually the weakest link in this movie because, it, you know, I'm not saying, I, I know, in fact, in real life, people fall for and become way too involved with people they shouldn't. That said, though, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're, after a while in this movie, I'm like, come on, girl. Like, <laughs> you know? I mean, I know he's kind of hot, but like, he's also, um, you know, you got, you know, he's trouble. You know, it reminded me kind of of that, uh, <laughs> of that episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza, like, he, this girl, this girl becomes interested in him when she thinks he's a bad boy. He, he goes around wearing <laughs> his dad's Letterman jacket and and uh, like smoking cigarettes and you know. He's like, you know, I'm bad. You know, you don't want any of this. And, and, and then she can't. It, I feel like that's that's what's going on here. But no, this looks good. Michael Powell, I mean, uh, you know, he, he directs this well. Um, it's got quite good cinematography. You kind of talked about that a little bit earlier, Ashley. It's got Otto Heller does the cinematography here. And it's a good looking movie. Um, you know, it's never explained. You know, the character of Mark Lewis says that he kind of spent his whole life in this house that he's living in now. Uh, which is in England. It's not totally explained then why he has like this German type accent, but you know, Hey, um, there's a lot of, a few anyway, British faces you'll recognize here. If you've watched a fair amount of British television, although I think all of them are ones that I recognized when they were like 40 years older. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of cool to see them, uh, younger here. It's interesting. So, you know, I was, I, I, after I watched this, I read Roger Ebert's write-up about it, which he wrote about 20 years ago or so, and it was part of his great movie series. And he talks about, he loves this movie, so does Martin Scorsese, apparently, but he talks about how this movie kind of, instead of us being sort of a distant viewer of the film, because, you know, he, he, we all are, he talks about how we're all voyeurs. Of, of movies. We sit in the dark and we watch this stuff and, and just look at it. This actually kind of makes us a little bit more involved in it. And I know what he's saying, but one thing I did notice when I was watching this movie is the first third is much more like that than the rest of it. Like the first third is quite arresting in that, you know, you, you do, I mean, you see him pick up this prostitute. I mean, it's very matter of fact. She's like, all right, you know, two pounds, let's go upstairs and whatever. And then he murders her. And then he, the, he being Mark Lewis, you know, he, then we see him go to work in this shop that's like a kind of this corner store, but on the exterior of it are like plastered uh, pictures of like nude women and people are coming in and buying, you know, nudie magazines. And then like Garrett, I think you were referencing earlier, we see that Mark also uh, up in the, above the store, he photographs women in lingerie and so, like, the first third of this movie, I'm like, dang, you know? And particularly, again, in the context of 1960, I'm like, dang, this is this is a bit tawdry. <laughs> um, but then I felt like the movie, and it kind of does so uh, subtly until, like, it took me a while to notice. I'm like, well, then it kind of just becomes a serial killer slasher film and a sort of psychological study. And that's fine. But it loses a little bit of its, you know, tawdry boldness that it has early on. And, um, you know, again, I, I, that's fine. But I just noticed the shift. So I came across this movie trying to explore some 
horror history that I've never been a part of. And this is uh, a lot of people consider this to be the first slasher film. Um, I know that's not quite true, but uh, there's a lot of things in this movie that we still see today. So, you know, I know you're going to be listening to this at a different time, but this group just saw Halloween Ends. And you can see Peeping Tom in Halloween Ends. Uh, the, the point of view uh, from the eyes of the killer, this is the first time that's ever done. So looking through the mask of Michael Myers, that started right here with Peeping Tom. You do the same thing with Jason Voorhees. Um, and just, yeah, the, the way the point of the story is told from the killer's perspective instead of the victim's perspective. Uh, all this stuff started with Peeping Tom. And so it's like, you know, I'm going to give you a nice round of applause because mm-hmm. you inspired so many of my favorite movies and a lot of what I would draw back to my childhood. But to go back to Ashley, when I'm watching this, what really drew me in is I just felt like I was watching a piece of art. <laughs> uh, every scene was just beautiful. The one that really got me was, and it's so stupid, he's <laughs> up there recording uh i think it's the police who are investigating him and he accidentally drops some pencils and the pencils are three different colors but they come down slowly (laughs) and you see the color contrast against the uh the the black uh grandstands or it wasn't a grandstand it was a overhead walkway that where he's recording them and it's just beautiful and i just felt myself just drawn in by that and so what this movie really did for me was because uh, Matt kept bringing back uh, the nineteen, you know, to a 1960 audience, and the the lureness I actually didn't even think of because things are so sexualized nowadays that it's <laughs> like, all right, Matt couldn't even remember if he saw a nipple in this movie, which you do. There is nudity, uh, but. I was trying to think of well, did this scare people back then, and. Think about it. You never saw Michael Myers. You never saw Jason Voorhees. Uh, you never saw Freddy Krueger. This is the. This might be the first time you've seen someone murdered on a movie screen. And if you haven't had that experience or the you know extreme body horror gore into the eighties, this is terrifying. You have never seen anything like this. So putting myself in that perspective in this kind of beautiful setting of movie, it is beautifully terrifying. And that is what really kind of got me with this movie. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that scene where he's um, above and kind of in the ceiling looking down at the police and then the pins drop. Because it reminds me of kind of a neat trick that this movie pulls off, which is that even though we know from the get-go that he's a monster, um, I was kind of wanting him not to get caught. Like in that scene when he's about to lose his pens, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, so it, somehow it kind of, I don't know, you, I don't want to say understand him, but you, you sympathize with him in a way. Um, and, and I think, you know, this movie does get mentioned a lot in the same breath as, as Psycho. And I think this movie has some richer themes and I think it develops the psychology of the killer a little better. Um, my my big beef with with Psycho is that it do, really doesn't try to explain Norman Bates, and it doesn't have to try at all. But it doesn't really try until the very end in this big info dump. And but this one throughout the movie, um, you're gradually learning a little bit more about 
um, this character. And you kind of, I don't say you, nothing that he does is excusable, but you begin to at least understand a little bit about what happened to him as a child and why he is the way he is. Um, so that's interesting. So yeah, I thought about Psycho a lot. I also interestingly thought of uh, a recent film, uh, Nope, which also is kind of a horror film, but also getting at a similar theme of um, our addiction to sensationalism and and uh, voyeurism. And um, so that's interesting as well. I, I really like how this movie is suspenseful and an interesting character study and um, also has these themes that, you know, several times during the movie, I was kind of sitting back and thinking about my role as a viewer of a horror movie and how much of a peeping Tom am I um, just by watching these kinds of movies. And I think that's what it's wanting you to kind of consider. Yeah. It's interesting that it, I think it is. It's so funny. I don't know if I want to say that it is making that point because I don't know what Michael Powell intended with this, but certainly I think people are seeing that in this, which is fine. Um, it's funny, though, that, you know, and I'll go back to Ebert in his write-up about it. I mean, he makes a direct point saying that and also takes a swipe, as he was wont to do, at horror films of the day uh, in comparison to this. But my whole thing is, like, you know, you can say that, though, about any movie. It's not just the horror genre. I mean, any movie, particularly a movie where there's drama, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, you got, like, something that comes to me immediately to mind is a marriage story from a few years ago, which is about a marriage imploding and couple fighting and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how, how much more voyeuristic can you get than, you know, watching this fictional couple's lives disintegrate? You know, I mean, it's movies are like that in general, not just the horror genre. Um, it's, it's interesting too, again, going back to the context of when this was made and released, you know, I was thinking sometimes, because I watch a lot of 80s slasher flicks. A lot of it, honestly, is, is for nostalgia. Um, I grew up in the, as a kid in the 80s. <laughs> it's just, I like seeing, you know, movies set back then, and the styles and the, the scenery and everything. But um, I also, th- I, sometimes I think to myself, like, wow. And, like, you know, you watch a movie from, like, 1982. That's 40 years ago. Which you've got in movie, these movies with like cursing and sex and, and nudity. And it's, it's just like, you know, I thought to myself, so 40 years before that, you know, movies weren't like that, you know, and then, but then I think about, okay, contextualize this. So you, you know, 20 years, you know, before that 80s movie I just kind of generically described, you had Peeping Tom, which was moving the needle forward in that direction. And then I was thinking back to like a 1940s film, uh, Kiss of Death, which was uh, the first movie with Richard Woodmark, where, you know, there's a famous scene in there where, you know, he's a gangster kind of guy and he, he knocks an invalid down the stairs and like is, laughs about it. I mean, that's a violent act. It's not like a horror film or a slasher flick, but, you know, even going back into the 40s, you, you had, um, um, you know, you were seeing, violent violence in, in films. So it's like, um, it, it's sort of, I feel like there's been a progression. And uh, in, in so, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have much more to say about it than what you guys have already said. I think I've said my piece. What would you give it out of 10? I gotta give it a nine and a half. It's, it's a near flawless film. Oh, snap. 
Uh, I'll give it an eight. Ashley, how about you? I give it a nine. Okay, so our score is an 8.8. And it's well-liked. It's on the tomato meter, 95% certified fresh from critics, 85% from audiences. That is uh, Peeping Tom. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye.